Hey, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you're having a great start to the day. So today's episode, I want to share some behind the scenes and open the curtains on my goal, my race. If you haven't heard already or seen, I have been training for a 100 mile race for this fall and we're here. <laughs> the race is September 9th, 2023. And I planned this and started to train for this in spring when I felt that bug and was ready to do another race. And I created my own race. And now I am modifying that race. So instead of running 100 miles this Saturday, I am going to run from sunrise to sunset. So it's like 6.30 a.m.-ish here until about 8 p.m., so still about a solid 13, 14 hours, and the beautiful thing is I can still keep running if I would like to, and I'm feeling good, um, but what I want to share with you today and kind of open up this behind the scenes for you guys is to see, well, want to hear why I modified it in the first place, and to share the lessons of what going after a big goal, so whatever your big goal is, to share the lessons of when you're going after a big goal, what that really looks like as far as the journey to the quote unquote destination. Because what I see too many times is that people will set these big goals well, they may not even set them because they have too high of expectations where maybe they've tried to do it in the past and failed over and over and over again, or so they just don't even want to go there anymore. And then when they've set the goal or they think about setting the goal, it's almost, it's too intimidating. And because they have, it's an all or nothing thinking about, well, like either, you know, like in spring, if I said like, either I'm going to like, I'm going to go for this hundred mile race. And this happens like, this is like ultra people and ultra marathons all the time. It's like, we always like go big <laughs> and set these big goals. And you know what? A lot of times people DNF, they do not finish, but they, they aim for it. They train for it. They do the best they can. And they show up on race day for whatever that may bring. Right. Or they learn along the way, which is the lessons I want to open the curtains to and share with you like how to navigate, meaning like what your goal is in the end, it may not be what you set in the beginning, but the only way that you will find out what actually does work for you and what you want to do is by starting the journey and saying yes to the big goal and following through with your training and then to evaluate along the way to then go for the goal. And so too many times I just see people not even setting the goal or they set the goal and then they mess up in the first week or they don't follow through with their diet or with their workouts or with the training in that first week or two or even month. And then they just say, yeah, fit. And then they quit. And, and then it, it lowers their self-esteem and confidence towards ever doing the goal again. And what I want to offer here with these lessons is that that, that that's the way it works is that you start the training and it's never going to be perfect week to week to week. My training plan from the very beginning, and I would say in every season and every race, and I've been doing ultra marathons for 10 years, 
aside from my own healthy habits and just my day-to-day choices. And so I call this B work with my students is I'm aiming for B work. I'm not trying to get an A. Okay. Those days are over. (laughs) I have kids. This is real life. Okay. We are not 20 years old and, you know, not adulting. Right. So this is real life. Shit is going to happen y'all. So every single week I make a plan for my training and you know what? I don't know one week that I hit it 100%, right? I, if I hit my training at 80%, that is winning to me. And I hope that even just, that's not even one of the lessons I want to share, but that's a lesson to take in that if you set a big goal week to week, when you're going after your training plan to hit it, 80% is winning. If you get your workouts in, if you do the things 80% or even 70%, that is winning. Okay. So I'm going to, that was a, a down a tangent, a rabbit hole there. So here are the lessons that I've learned and hopefully will help you so that you do set big goals and it, or, or small goals, whatever it is, but that you set the goal and you go towards it, knowing that the goal may change at the end, just like I'm modifying my race and that you may find out and learn things about yourself you never knew before that now will better you in going towards that next goal or that modified goal in the future. So you're just constantly, it's like, it's like finding, uh, forming the diamond, right? The only way you get to the shiny, beautiful, gorgeous diamond is by chiseling away and from the like rock that we are, you know, where we're like, okay, here's this rock from all our past experiences and our background and our growing up and all these old stories. We have to chisel away with that to really find who we are and what works for us. Okay. That beautiful diamond. So, um, so this race, this hundred mile race, uh, I planned in spring And I decided to do it myself and make it my own because I wanted to do it here in Asheville. Um, I wanted, I didn't want to have to pay for travel for myself, my crew, the travel time and days, the extra amount of time that would take to do that, carrying all my stuff and like planning it out in that way versus just like putting all my stuff in a car and driving down the street. So logistically, uh, in my mind, it made more sense to do something here local. I also wanted my boys to be a part of this. That was a big reason for me. I didn't want to run somewhere and they were like, well, mommy runs these hundred mile or ultra races, but like they'll, they'll be at the end of some locally here, but I really wanted them to like see and come down and be a part of it and see mommy running this. So those were really some big reasons to have it here in Asheville and to make it myself. And we do have a couple trail races here, but the amount of time it would take me to train on the trails was just astronomical compared to doing a flat race here on our local greenway. So that is why I made my own race in the beginning as and why it made sense to me. Right. And then that's the first lesson that I learned along the way Uh, as I started to train was that logistically planning a full on like a hundred mile race was just something I really, I didn't think the amount of time that it would take to do that. I wasn't accounting for the true amount of time to logistically plan it. So it just didn't get done. 
to be quite honest. So I always was like, I will send out things and put this together. And, and what I mean by that planning is if you don't know ultras is generally there's aid stations every five to eight miles. So basically I was going to have to create my own aid stations with people to man those aid stations for an entire 24 hours. Right. So that's asking a lot of a lot of folks to get that set up. It's a lot of planning that goes on behind the scenes of what food's going to be there. Uh, what do I need when? Who's going to take this three hour shift? Who's going to take this three hour, two, three hour shift? Right. Like there's a lot of logistics to planning a 100 mile race that in my mind seemed a lot easier when I, when I was like, oh no, this is what I'll do. I'll just run the greenway. So for that, I realized that this is a lot of these realizations came in July. So I had started training basically in March. So I had March, April, May, June. It was about five months in, right? I was almost truly done with my training, um, would have started to taper at the end of August that I, that these lessons started to come to me. And I was like, ah, okay. So I started, so this was in July. I realized like, I'm not getting any making any ground, logistically planning this race for myself. Um, and I don't really see that coming together because it's summer. My boys are home, you know, out of school. Um, and okay. Waylon was in a like preschool for me, 30 to 1230, but overall, like I had more time with them, which was amazing. Um, and on top of work and the, all the things. So, and training itself. Um, so that is why logistically I started to realize in July it wasn't working. And then, and I could feel that. I just want to share too. I could like start to feel this like feeling of pressure and these feelings of overwhelm and some exhaustion is what the feelings were starting to come up in July and it not being fun. I wasn't feeling motivated to go do my long runs anymore. So these were all signs to me. So you all can hear this. If you are feeling this combination, right? This ball of energy within you start to be exhausted, overwhelmed, um, pressure, um, not motivated. Like, I don't want to say low energy, but if you're starting to feel that bag of goods, that's a good, that's like a good sign, a flag coming up for you. like. Woo, like something's going on here. Let's check in with ourselves and see what the heck is going on to see if we need to modify or change something. Okay. So that's the signs you're looking for to start to be like, huh, is this really working for me or not? And I just want to share something here in regards to, I, I've seen this with clients before when they come to me where they have been working out at like Orange Theory Fitness five or six days a week. They have been like super low carb, you know, dieting for like a year. And they had signs of feeling like exhausted, overwhelmed, like three months into that plan. But they kept pushing through and being like, no, this is like, this is it. This is what you got to do to get the results. And it ended up like really blowing up on them and, and messing with their hormones and not losing the weight because they pushed, they just kept plowing through. And listen, my hand is raised y'all. <laughs> like I've done some plowing through working towards goals too, right? But this is where if you start to feel, they ignored the flags and the signs of overwhelm, exhaustion, like not 
uh, feeling good or having the energy, even though they were doing the things, right? So check in with yourself, whether that's in your business, that's in your health or weight loss goals, or that's towards your race. It's starting to feel that bag of goods. Something is up. Check in. Okay. Don't just plow through. Um, this is how like burnout and exhaustion and like uh, comes in people's businesses and careers is because you just plow through and you don't ever check in to be like, hold on, is this working for me? Like in, in this season of life. Okay. So once I started checking in with myself in July and noticing and having that awareness around, okay, there's the logistics part. Then it was also the long run was starting to feel like I didn't want to do it. And that was really because as your log runs start to get longer, you're running three to four hours. Basically, I was prepping. Well, the boys would go to their dads around 10 a.m. on Sunday. And then I had to get all my water bottles. I probably had a second breakfast, this little pre-race, pre um, pre-run fuel. Uh, get all my water bottles and fuel ready for the actual run. Get myself ready. Go run three to four hours, which then started to look like having to come back and forth to my car as my own aid station versus just like having fun and running for a few hours or whatever it was. Um, so it just ended up again, logistically for the long runs was starting to just like wear on me and not be fun. It started to be more uh, of a burden to like prep all these things and have to come back to my car because I was noticing I needed to fuel more often than what I thought I could. And so then I'd go do that long run. And then by the time I got home, it was basically like four o'clock and I'd take a shower and, you know, eat supper and hang out a little bit with Patrick and go to bed. And that was like my day. <laughs> it's like I had the morning with the boys, but it was just basically my whole day was like the long run. Right. And, and so that after doing that for, you know, five or six weeks of those long runs, it just wasn't any starting to be fun anymore. Logistically, I was like, this isn't working for me. I don't like the way this is going. So that was a sign too of like, huh. And then also what I recognized from this is that that is generally how most marathon or ultra trainings is like you do this long run, right? For these mileage just keeps going up like that, which is generally what I've done before and has worked, right? But now with where I'm at in life, my own awareness, how much I've grown, I realize and also the logistics, I didn't like coming back to the car back and forth to refuel. I'm like, you know what? I'm not having fun anymore doing this. Like I need to change and do something different. What could I do different that I like to do? So checking in with myself and that, what I started to come up with was I would rather to quote unquote, get my long run in on Sundays, these days where I'm at and what's fun to me. Okay. Cause 10 years ago, when I first started, I probably would have just, you know, run all day. Things looked different. I didn't have kids or even when I did, there was still a little more flexibility with one versus two, right? I didn't necessarily have my business either back then. So I have a lot more things going on that take up my life that I want to prioritize just as much as running. So it's finding that balance of what works for me now. And right now, what sounds fun to me, what I learned was that I would love to go play soccer 
on Sunday after dropping the boys off for like two hours, which they have like pickup soccer every Sunday here. And I haven't done it forever, but I love playing. I played all growing up. So I could go play soccer for two hours, have my fuel right there. That'd be great training because it's running, hit intervals basically, um, and included some speed work. And then I could go run on the greenway for a couple hours. Like that four hour chunk sounds way better to me than having to go back and forth to my car every three miles for, for three to four hours, right? And it, or like run the trails for two hours and then do stairs for an hour and lift for an hour. Like that could be my four hour session. That sounds way more fun to me these days than, than what I was do, starting to do, right? So that was a realization. And so I basically st stopped doing the long runs or started doing that, like doing a run for an hour and then stairs for an hour, something I enjoyed. Um, and then, so overall, like the difference, uh, the different things. Okay. And I was going to check my notes here because I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. I know there's more. Yeah. And then that was the other thing was just overall in my just week to week come July, I started to really feel that overwhelm and exhaustion because basically all my free time was spent training, which to be expected, right? Like uh, I know what I'm signing up for when I put on a hundred mile race, like that's what I'm training for, but it just started to feel like too much. Like I didn't want to just work, go run or work out shower, eat supper, go to bed, like rinse, repeat, obviously like day, like having time with the boys too, but it just really started to feel like that was, that was all I was doing. And listen, you guys, some of you may be like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Right. Great. Good self-awareness. But what I found for me was like, I actually really love being in my business and doing things for my business, right? I really do want to have quality time with my partner and have a date night once a week and not just be like plopped at the end of the, at the end of the day, just like, Hey baby, and go to bed because all I did was work and be with the boys and train. And now it's bedtime. So I realized like that was too much for me. That much training was too much for me to have feel what I felt like was a balanced life. So now I'm learning from that, right? So I can take that into my next season to be like, okay, doing that kind of schedule of workouts was just too much. So how can I modify that to what will work for me, right? Um, so overall, that is. So logistically, uh, planning the actual race, the Sunday long runs, those logistics started to not be fun and more like burdensome. The overall training in the week to week started to feel like exhausted and overwhelming. It was just too much. I felt like that's all I was doing with any of my free time. Um, and then also just like personally, like, you know, I didn't really think about like the boys being out for summer and I wanted to spend more time with them. My mom came to town for a week. Um, I was planning for a photo shoot that I had in an event coming up in August. So there were some things when I first originally, you know, said, I'm going to do this hundred mile race, that it didn't quite account for the amount of time 
that would be taken away, I was like planning more of this unicorn schedule. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll squeeze it in in these nooks and crannies and get it in. No, you know, like kind of David Goggins, like more like thinking when people think, oh, just you figure it out, right? You do it. And I realized, you know what? I was having a lot of fun this summer with my family and, um, and doing summer things. And I was okay with that. I still am okay with that. <laughs> so in that, like, I didn't want to just train, 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 push. And I did a lot more in the beginning, but then come July or August, when more of these things came up, I was like, yeah, I'm going to live my life and spend time with my mom and with my boys before they go back to school. And I'm going to make that choice. So overall, when we take a step back from all those lessons, can you see how this could maybe look for you guys in that from all of that, then come August is where I decided, you know what? The hundred mile race is not my best goal. That feels like pressure. That feels like I have to hustle. That feels like I might have to half ass it. I didn't feel totally ready for that. But what I did feel ready for and what came to me was the sunrise to sunset run where I'm like, absolutely, that sounds like a blast all to take the pressure off of however many miles, but just freaking have fun and run with a bunch of my friends. I have a bunch of friends coming out to run with me. So we're just going to have fun. We're just going to have fun and just, which is more what I used to do in the beginning ultra days anyway. And, and in general is how I roll It's like, don't try to force and pressure yourself into all these things, like your goal should still be fun. Okay. And so that's by taking that step back, that is what I came to. And I feel so freaking good and excited about my sunrise to sunset run this, this weekend, and we'll see what happens. So absolutely stay tuned. I will do a race recap of that and just follow along on Saturday to be a part of it. Um, side note here, you guys can also come out if you want to walk, run, join any bit of it with me. I know this is coming out the week um, before the race, so it might be too soon before you hear it, but uh, please feel free to come out and join and do your own little run walk that day. But it feels so much better and so good now to now be doing this modified version of my goal that is still going to be epic and amazing. But because I took a step back, when I had that started to feel like, no, this isn't a good fit for me and my life right now in this season. And the only reason I found that out was because I started because I did declare a big goal in spring, right? I didn't say like, well, I don't know, maybe I'll do this or, oh, you know, I'll just, I'll do a marathon or something, which for me, right? I said, nope. I'm going to do a hundred mile race. It is this date. I am committed to doing the training and, and uh, going through this training cycle. Oh, excuse me. And, and because I committed and I said, yes, and I did it, I learned all these lessons that I now am like, you know, carving out and making my diamond even shinier because I know what works for me right now in this season. and right? So how can you take those lessons for your goal? Where do you need to check in on yourself that you've been putting the pressure, you've been trying to force a square peg in a round hole, simply to say you did the goal. And I know this, this takes a lot of ego out of us, right? Listen, I know those couple of weeks I was deciding, I had a lot of thoughts of like, oh man, like I'm not, 
this is what I said I was going to do. You know, I'm this ultra athlete and I really wanted to run a hundred miles and hit a new PR there. Like I had a lot of thoughts and a lot of ego that had to be set aside to make the best choice for me right now in this season. So where do you need to set aside your ego and whatever that end goal destination, if you were like, oh, like I needed to, my goal is to lose 20 pounds in three months, six months, whatever time it was, 20 pounds this year. And you're like, okay, well, well, either maybe you gave up instead of modifying it to be like, okay, you know what? I tried to lose 20 pounds at the beginning of this year and that didn't work because you were putting too much on yourself. You thought you could do five workouts a week and eat no carbs and no sweets and no alcohol and did one of those numbers to yourself instead of being like, you know what? I can just lose 10 pounds by the end of the year and still have a glass of wine every now and then and still have a small piece of chocolate every day. I'm laughing because this is me Um, and still have a burger and fries, you know, and eat healthy 80% of the time. And the other 20% of the time have some treats and, you know, not deprive myself of any foods like, and reasonably get four workouts in a week of something I actually love versus what I'm should do or supposed to do or is trying to do because Jenny Joe said I should do the fitness buff. Like what if you just did you and modified your goal? And instead of trying to force that big goal, you actually, by starting and doing it, you learn, you know what? This doesn't work for me. Your girl loves some French fries and a burger and donuts. So why would I ever say no to that, right? You maybe you're like, you know what? I would like to have a donut once in a while. And that is actually what works for me. So check in. Where do you need to modify when you're working towards this big goal and keep going, right? Versus just quitting and saying F it and giving up completely only to start again, because it's still going to be on your heart and head, right? So I didn't just say, oh, I'm just fucking, I'm just not going to do this race at all anymore. Not doing it anymore. I'm like, no, I'm going to figure out what I can do and do that. Right. And take the lessons that I just shared with you guys. So now going into the next season, I'm like, ah, okay, this does work. This doesn't work. Now I'm going to try this. This is life, y'all. This is like this beautiful journey of life we're on where we're just, it's just always growing and evolving and learning the lessons. There is no here. There is no like, I've arrived, right? Like, even once you lose the weight, for example, Okay, you've lost the 20 pounds now. Yay. That doesn't mean you just get to stop doing the things. No, no. <laughs> and you have to keep doing the things and probably will have to continue to lift heavier weights, right? And as your body gets ages and gets older, there are going to be certain things like you can and will change, right? You might not always be able to eat the same thing that you've been eating forever or do the same workouts forever. You're gonna have to modify and change and grow. This is the beauty of life. So I really hope these lessons are helpful for you all with what you're working towards, your big goals. Gives you permission to, to set the big goals and not hit it, okay? That have grace for yourself and learn the lessons that you need to learn by setting the big goal. And evaluating 
Um, I hope it really gives you the space to see if you are pushing, if you are overwhelmed, exhausted, um, not motivated, that that's a sign. Like you, that's a like, like time to change things up. Something is not working. If you're feeling those feelings, something is not working. Okay. Whether that's your thoughts about the thing and you actually really do want to keep doing it, or it's just simply like, that's just not for you. Right. Um, and maybe, it, and, and here's the thing too, maybe it was for you 10 years ago. Maybe that job was your dream job 10 years ago, but now that you have kids and now that you have evolved and grown and changed and gone through some things, you want to do something different. Like, okay. Right. So really like evaluating and taking that step back. If you're seeing signs of that bag of goods, it's time to check in with yourself and see what needs to change. And that doesn't necessarily mean a 180, right? That might mean just little changes to your original plan or starting to, to explore and do something different, right? I didn't just stop working out. <laughs> I didn't just like totally stop. I was like, okay, this is what I want to do for my long run day and modify this. This is how I want to do my trading, right? I just modified it so I could keep going. Okay, you guys, I hope this is super helpful for you guys. And uh, I can't wait for this Saturday. And I will definitely be excited to share all the updates from the race, how it went, what that looked like. I'm every single ultra has more lessons um, to share and more experience. So I will definitely be sharing with uh, that with you guys soon. And I will see you all then. Bye.